Support for this podcast comes from Glassdoor. Today, job seekers are doing their research before applying for jobs, and they're doing it on Glassdoor. Glassdoor is the trusted and transparent place where 34 million engaged job seekers are going to research potential employers, and where smart organisations of all sizes are going to recruit the best and brightest talent. Ready to get started on Glassdoor? To unlock your free employer account, simply go to www.glassdoor.com slash employers. That's www.glassdoor.com slash employers and fill in the free account form. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 84 of the Recruiting Future podcast. One of the things I've learned from interviewing people for the podcast is that very often the most effective recruiting innovation comes from the recruiting teams at tech startups who have successfully scaled up. This normally comes down to the size of the recruiting challenges they face and the speed at which they have to overcome them. My guest this week is Anna Lambert, Director of Talent Acquisition at Shopify. Shopify is a great example of a tech company that has scaled massively, and Anna has some great innovation insights to share. Hi Anna, and welcome to the podcast. Hey Matt, how's it going? Very good, very good indeed. Um, could you introduce yourself, give give a bit of sort of background to who you are and, and what you do? Sure. Uh, so I am the director of talent acquisition at Shopify, a commerce company headquartered out of Ottawa. And I have actually a political science background, um, so nothing related to HR or recruiting, um, but wound up kind of finding my way into this uh, field, as most folks in recruiting do. Uh, and for the past five years, have helped grow Shopify from about 150 to um, over 1,800 employees. It's been just an incredible um, experience to kind of support that kind of growth uh, over such a short period of time and, uh, you know, really proud of the work that our team, our recruiting team has kind of done in maintaining the the kind of quality of hire as we've grown so rapidly. So with that amount of growth in the organisation, how, what recruiting challenges did, do you, do you have and how have they evolved over the time you've been there? Yeah, so I think I mentioned it just a couple, a couple seconds ago, quality uh, and kind of um, balancing ensuring that you're maintaining the quality of, of the team as you grow, along with a need for, um, you know, lots of new folks um, to help us solve the problems that we're solving. And so, you know, back in, say, 2013, you could sit in on 50 or 60 interviews with another recruiter to really understand, you know, what are those predictors of success and, and what makes... Um, you know, someone successful at Shopify, what to look out for, um, what types of skills would be kind of interesting. And, and because we take such a unique approach, you know, there isn't that checklist of they have five years experience and therefore they'll be they'll be great in this area. Uh, so it is um, it is I think challenges are around 
maintaining that quality and training a, you know, a, a growing recruiting team to, to look out for those predictors of success while, um, you know, highlighting and acknowledging that we all are human and we have biases and we need to make sure that we're, we're building a, an extremely uh, diverse team that, you know, brings in diversity of thought so we can solve um, kind of problems with the best, uh, best answers. You mentioned there that you've got quite a sort of unique um, recruitment process or, or way of recruiting. Could, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So a lot of companies um, look at talent as, you know, my least favorite term, bums in seats or resources. Um, and the, you know, the approach to finding these folks is very much about, you know, what is written on the CV. And certainly that is one indicator of um, potential success. You know, what you've done in the past typically is a good predictor of the future. Um, and I think the approach that we take is, uh, one, we're, uh, you know, working with human beings and they bring not only their skill sets, you know, their experiences, but their volunteer work and their families and, you know, their different personality types and what gets them excited outside of work. And so we really take a holistic approach to understanding a person, you know, what they love to do, why, you know, why they come to work every day and, and how they want to have an impact um, uh, as well. So I think that's one of um, kind of the key things. And how we do that is that we genuinely get to know people in the process. So, you know, we do what's called the life story. And essentially, we sit down with a, a person and we start from a point of time in the past and we talk about their transitions, their, um, you know, the, the impact they've had, how engaged they were in their work. You know, folks bring up really interesting side projects that we might not we might not have otherwise learned about had we taken the kind of traditional approach of you know, what's on the CV and what professional experience only have they had. And so what we what we find is that we end up, you know, learning about so many things that another company might not, and we can place a person in the best role for them to solve the problems that interest them the most. That's a, that's obviously a really interesting approach. Um, how how have you kind of maintained that as the recruitment team has has grown? Um, is there any sort of specific technology that you're using to um, to to make it to make it easier? Yeah, so um, we actually um, we've increased kind of significantly in the in the tech that we've been using. Uh, we actually built our own applicant tracking system about four years ago, um, and we had to sunset that. Uh, ATSs are um, are very complex, and it was a really fun experience to be part of that. Doug, um, the very first recruiter at Shopify, had built that out with our developers, and actually um, every developer who joined at the time, their onboarding was to work on the ATS for about two weeks. It was built in Ruby on Rails, and... Um, and you know, you know, the team was committed to kind of building out this product in in the best way. As the team has scaled, we've had to turn to some, um, let's say, you know, better tested technology. And so we use um, we use Lever uh, as our ATS, and we've been a, a kind of an early customer of theirs, and have helped. Um, they've been awesome at you know listening to um, the the challenges and the needs and and you know what happens at scale and and they've been great at kind of including us in their product kind of 
uh, feedback loop. So Lever's, Lever's really great. We also use Intello. Um, and one of the key features of Intello is the diversity filter, which allows us to expand our reach uh, as it relates to our, our research. Um, we have a number of tools that uh, increase productivity, so reduce the time spent, you know, responding to, um, you know, scheduling uh, errors back and forth, it, you know, maintaining a high uh, kind of candidate experience. So anything that can improve, um, you know, the, the, the efficiency and effectiveness of the team. Um, we also allow folks to kind of pick their own. So um, we like, you know, I, I use text expander for um, uh, for, for myself, we use Calendly for, for scheduling and actually this past hack days, which is two days, um, of every quarter where the entire company stops what they're doing and works on a project, um, you know, with groups outside of their typical team. So we actually built a, a shadowing app where, um, folks can, you know, schedule themselves into certain interviews so they can learn from the experts, um, of that, uh, um, of that particular interview style. That shadowing app sounds um, sounds really interesting. Um, has it been up and running for for, for long? What what kind of um, results have you seen from it? We literally built it uh, two weeks ago, so it's in kind of final uh, development stage. Uh, and basically, the um, the app allows for us to see who's been trained, so who's completed interview training, who's completed bias training, and then uh, how many interviews with another person somebody has done. And then they can actually go in and say, "Hey, you know, I've done the you know the pair programming a couple times, but I'm interested in maybe learning from some other people so I can learn." different styles, improve my skills, and they can schedule themselves in with another person who might be, you know, well-trained or well-equipped in that, in that area. So, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm really excited to see how it, um, how it's adopted. It's going to, it's definitely going to increase, um, the speed at which we can train people up on, on those department specific interviews. Just picking up on the unconscious bias side of things, which must be, you know, a fairly large issue for you with the way that you're um, interviewing people. How uh, you mentioned sort of training. How how are you um, how are you overcoming that within the organisation? Yeah, it's a great question, and I think something to note is that. Uh, a lot of companies will indicate that they have a bias-free interview process or, um, you know, their grading system has been um, developed to, you know, essentially remove bias. Um, it is quite literally impossible to remove uh, human biases. It is inherent. Um, uh, but, and so I, I, I become a little skeptical when I hear that because to me it indicates that, you know, they haven't identified how biases might exist in the development of said, uh, you know, tracking mechanisms. And, and so what I think is super important is to make um, the education and awareness around bias recognition and decision-making um, putting that at the forefront of, of recruiting, of decision making around, you know, promotions or level of impact. And so that's that's exactly what we've done. You would be absolutely um, blown away by how self-aware uh, the recruiting team is about their particular, you know, backgrounds and experiences that have um you know, resulted in certain biases and then what really, you know, meaningful ways kind of their um, or meaningful kind of tools they're using to reduce their biases and be aware of them in how they make decisions. And I think that is um, 
absolutely critical, no matter what type of interview you have, is identifying the points of time where a human being has made a decision um, about another human being. And that often it's, it's subconscious. It's, um, you know, it's, it's the, um, it's below the surface. And so we do, um, bias training for everybody who will be interviewing. And what that entails is, um, lots of, uh, learning, uh, you know, up in advance. So, um, you know, links to certain videos and, and, um, specifically, uh, the IAT test, which is an implicit association test. Uh, and then we go through a lot of, uh, a lot of examples when, you know, bias has, has impacted an interviewing process and, and how, just how, um, just how subconscious it can be. And, and, you know, Great, great examples of when products were built with diversity of thought on the team and, and, and how, you know, much better suited they are for a global market um, or alternatively and in, in kind of the, you know, the, the downside when, when there isn't diversity of thought is when products have failed um, or, you know, potentially harmed uh, people because diversity of thought didn't exist on the team. So we do about an hour on you know, the different interview styles, the different ways to identify your biases up front, how to reduce it, how to be, you know, uh, mindful in, in every stage. So whether it be screening, interviewing, decision making, um, even to just how, you know, you, you would onboard someone and, and based on the particular biases that, uh, you know, um, that you might have, how that might change how you interact with somebody else. And, you know, a great example is, um, you know, someone, uh, on the team, you know, they interview a candidate and they come out and they say, you know what, I don't, I, I, I would like somebody else to interview that candidate, um, and, 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 and kind of confirm, um, what I think to be true. And I think this takes a lot of, um, uh, a lot of self-awareness, um, and a lot of kind of, you know, you have to remove the the ego to be able to say, I'm not sure that I'm able to make the best decision here. And, and, and what we've done is we've, we've certainly made that not only okay, but encouraged so that when you are making a decision about another human being, um, you know, and it is in a, in a, you know, standardized, let's say process, you, everyone goes through the same, the same process from the life story to say it's on the developer side. There's a, a, a technical deep dive. There's a pair programming. Um, you know, we have different exercises for different departments, but every individual would go through those same four interviews. Um, and, and, you know, some companies would then indicate, uh, and therefore it is bias free, um, but you've got human beings conducting those interviews. And so um, highlighting, you know, all of the complexities of, of decision making and, and uh, in particular, you know, bias or sponsorship, um, that, that certainly is kind of one of the most important things in ensuring that you're um, attracting and, and hiring the very best. So we've talked about the innovation in your recruitment process. Um, with, the, with the company growing so quickly, um, have you had a similar approach in your sort of actual talent attraction and recruitment marketing um, strategy? Yeah, employer brand is really important. Uh, it's absolutely something that can kind of make or break uh, a company's ability to attract um, the best. And so certainly things that we've been very intentional about are, um, you know, depicting the realities of working at a company like Shopify. So, and, and that will attract certain folks and, and, and might dissuade others. And so as an example, Shopify is a place where we care a lot about impact 
um, over things like, you know, what time you show up in the morning and what time you leave at night. Um, we care a lot about, you know, people being able to thrive in ambiguity. So um, because we're growing and changing so quickly, um, you have to be able to, you know, see the kind of North Star um, uh, and then kind of balance all of the different variables and different data points that come your way. And so when we're kind of describing our, um, our what it's like to work here we're very very accurate about um, about the kind of the way that we get work done um, we attend lots of conferences that align align with our um, with our culture um, we're kind of on the ground in many different and unique ways to to like I said meet and connect with folks outside of um, maybe our traditional networks or um, our particular locations um, and this is key I mean multi-location, uh, and like, you know, attracting talent globally is really important when you're, um, when you're hiring, you know, you're, you're hiring at the, the rate that we're hiring at and, um, looking for the, the, you know, the quality of, um, of those candidates and, and their skill sets. Um, we have a hashtag life at Shopify where folks can tweet about, you know, projects they've shipped or, you know, fun things they're doing at work. And so we have lots of people who come and, um, and take a look at what it might be like to work at Shopify through that. We actually want Glassdoor's best place to work um, in 2016, uh, and that was entirely. It was really incredible because it was um, it was as a result of our employee feedback. So this was our employee, you know, without any prompting, going on and saying, "Here's what um, you know. Here's what's great about working for this, you know, for Shopify, and here's what I love, and here's how I can have an impact, and here's why it's great for my family, um, and you know, my personal life." And and so with that, we um, you know we were able to attract lots of people, um, uh, you know, from very many different backgrounds and with different sets of experiences. You mentioned at the start you came to Shopify without a recruitment background. What what have been the advantages of that and what have been the disadvantages of that? That's a great question. And one of the things I value the most um, about Shopify is, is the incredible balance between, you know, a team where you have somebody with the kind of raw skills or potential um, to have an impact in an area where where maybe they've never worked, along with folks with um, with some experience to help mentor and guide. And um, I was certainly lucky enough to um, be in that situation where they saw potential in my abilities, um, and then I learned from you know the best recruiter, and um, and was able to grow in my capacity in this in this industry. And I think. Um, diversity of thought is a great uh, example of, of why these different backgrounds matter. Um, my experience, um, both internationally and within kind of the communications political science space, meant that I was bringing zero baggage about recruiting. Um, so, you know, no e existing um, kind of practices or protocols. Um, I was able to say, why are we doing this this way? Or why aren't we doing it this way? Because I didn't have any sort of um, preconceived notions about what a, a recruiter recruiting process might look like. And so that has allowed for um, innovation, um, again, for looking at um, looking at the industry with an incredibly positive light um, and, and, you know, with, uh, you know, seeing 
huge opportunity in changing the way that we, you know, manage talent and attract people and uh, and get to know them and treat them really well. And and I think that's been incredibly beneficial. Um, it's been hard. It's been a steep, steep learning curve. Um, this is a craft that is very complex, uh, especially when you're aiming um, to do it in 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 a really um, you know, high quality way. And so learning, how do I source for these skill sets? How do I learn about, you know, these, these different backgrounds that I know nothing about? And so not only was there a steep learning curve around recruiting and, and how to learn from folks who have, um, who have come up with really great practices and, and, and skills, but also, uh, you know, our recruiting team is deeply embedded in the teams that they work with. And so, you know, what's Ruby on Rails? And, you know, what is the, you know, what are the different technologies that, that we want to attract and why? Um, and, and, you know, what about the folks who don't have those skill sets? How do we also see, you know, what they're capable of, um, of learning? And, and so I spent a lot of time sitting in with the different groups that I was working with and learning about the technology they use or the um, or their design kind of methodology or their philosophies around, you know, how they're building out their team, their products. And, and that's been, um, again, steep learning curve, but incredibly useful in then looking out to recruit the, the best for those teams. So final question, what's next? Where do you see your recruitment strategy going over the next 12 to 18 months? That is an exciting question. Um, so I was actually at a conference last week called the future of work. And it was the first, um, it was the first conference, um, it was put on by a company called remote year. Um, and this is something that I find, um, uh, interesting and that I'm looking kind of more into, uh, this idea of, you know, the workplace is changing and the future of work is changing. And, and that is as a result of, you know, AI and bots and remote work and the, the fact that you do, you can work from anywhere with your mobile device, you know, with your laptop, you can truly be anywhere in the world and work. And so, you know, as we look to the future of, um, of work, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly interested by the, the best ways for us to recruit the best talent, um, in a world where work is changing so rapidly. If you think about it, you know, six years ago, if you were to walk into a room and say, you know, would you get into a car with a stranger that you connected with on an app? I'm sure um, everyone in the room would say, absolutely not. Um, or would you let a stranger come and stay in your house? Um, you know, you would say no. And so I think those are both indicators of just how quickly the the world, the economy um, is changing uh, and the ways of, of working and the, the flexibility around work. Um, and, and so I am super interested in, in um, you know, being ahead of that curve as we look to attract the best talent um, all over the world. Anna, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you so much. And I just have to plug my team. We're growing. So you can you can visit Shopify.com slash careers. Not only is, is Shopify growing all over the world, um, uh, but the recruiting team specifically. So if any of this has been kind of interesting to, to listeners, which I hope it has, um, reach out. Our team is growing and we're doing some really incredible things. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Anna Lambert. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, or via your podcasting app of choice. Just search for Recruiting Future. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. 
I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. <laughs>